Welcome everyone to CDO's Magazine series of one-on-one interviews with CDOs, data leaders, and key influencers. I'm your host, Robert Lutton, Vice President of Sandville Consultants, and I'm coming to you today from Toronto, Canada, working on behalf of the CDO Magazine. So welcome, Katie. Welcome, Zach. Thank you for having us. And I am the business unit data steward for the HR department. Navy Federal actually has a business unit data steward for each individual division. So that way we can best serve each area. That is great. I'm going to ask maybe right off the, the, back, uh, right off the bat, there's uh, some background questions that I think that our audience and listeners would want to know. And again, uh, Zach, hello to you as well. Uh, so it's a pleasure to have you. So Katie and Zach, I wonder if you can tell me a little bit, a little bit about the Navy Federal Credit Union. Uh, from what I understand, you're one of the largest, if not the largest, credit union in the States. I don't know about the world, but tell us about the organization. Navy Federal is an incredible financial institution. Its mission is serving our military their, and veterans and their families. It has over 350 branches around the world, and we have over 20,000 employees when we're just before the, the call started, we're talking about, Katie, you have a unique role, but it's split by department. Uh, I think, is that the way that the uh, Navy Federal Credit Union runs its analytics? Is it, are, you, are you based in little clusters or how does that work? For the business unit data steward position, yes, because we really work as a strategic partner between IT, the business unit, I work with record retention. I work with enterprise data governance to make sure we're make you know we're doing best practices. We're meeting all regulatory requirements, being strategic around our larger data initiatives. So, in order to really be a great business partner, I have to have really deep knowledge in my area to be able to serve them and understand really the data and IT side to be able to partner. And so, we have a business unit data steward in these different areas to serve in that capacity. And, and obviously you work closely with uh, Zach and Zach is also in the uh, the HR uh, group as well because Zach, you run the analytics team, I believe, yes? Yeah, that's correct. Is it audio? All right. Audio is coming <laughs> yeah. through fine. So we are golden. So, well, well, that's great. I mean, you know, this is, this is gonna be interesting. So. You guys have a lot of experience and you, I mean, 20,000 employees, 350 branches, uh, 12 million uh, folks that are part of that. So there's a lot going on. So I want to dive right in. Uh, so, and, and Katie, you can then refer back to, to Zach as to which person you want to start off and answer this question. But, you know, how, how would you, you know, for the organization, for the business unit, have you created a data strategy or how would you recommend maybe organizations you know look at creating a data, data strategy how critical is it in your particular view that an organization you know has this and starts with this your opinions i absolutely think data strategy is something you have to really think through because the number one thing is understanding your company's mission data is a part of all processes so I really recommend approaching it like any other change initiative. You do it with strategy and with your end user in mind. You have to design the output you want out of a given process or system. So, for example, at Navy Federal, we're always thinking of our members. 
We know the military community faces unique challenges and to achieve our, our vision to be the most trusted financial institution for our military members, veterans, and their families, we're actively researching their needs and finding opportunities through technology and process improvements that allows us to predict their needs to better serve those who serve us. I think it's really important to note Navy Federal is a not-for-profit because the members are also the owners of the organization rather than a shareholder. So this creates this wonderful alignment. So when you think about data strategy, it's what are your members really needing? What can we do to better serve and you know, meet the needs of our military members and their family? And I think the key to all successful change management initiatives, including data, is to add value to the end user by, by making processes easier, adding valuable information or preventing issues. It's important that we communicate the value add and the why behind we're making these changes so that way these processes really make sense and you can get the buy-in you need to really drive change with data. I love that you said output result oriented because it's all about serving the member right, and serving the community. So, uh, so uh, thanks for that. You just touched upon, you know, making the processes easier. So if I can ask, what are maybe some more examples of successful change management initiatives that you believe are critical for organizations to get right and feel free to use your, you know, your current, uh, you know, uh, employer or other employers in the past. What we're looking for is again your view on on successful change management uh, initiatives. You think that are critical the organization to get so, right. So, in my opinion, and I have a lot of experience doing change management and helping implement big systems and processes. You really have to understand your entire process. And I go back to the organizational mission over and over because if you really want to design something that works, you need to understand what you need. You have to be intentional in your actions to be get the result you want. So understanding your processes, developing an effective data ecosystem to support the changing needs of an organization is also really important because if you wind up having to constantly rebuild or you're not able to scale as the organization is scaling, that can create a lot of, I would say, hindrances and pain points that you can avoid. So trying to identify those pain point areas, not just in data, but within processes and thinking of how do I make a holistic change? Because so often you see some change management initiative happening and they kind of shift the, you know, really the issue from one point of the process to another. The goal is to just get rid of the issue to begin with and think big pictures to improve the entire thing. And I really think beginning with the end in mind is how you hit those goals and get the effectiveness and efficiency we're looking for. You know, with uh, when when you and Zach mentioned that you got these, you know, uh, up to 12 million members and, and 350 branches, you obviously had to grow through that, right? And so... There's got to be changes that you've gone as a credit union as you've expanded and gotten bigger and, and hit that 13th million, uh, you know, uh, member that you're supporting. So you've you've obviously seen changes uh, on the processes and understanding the end-to-end approaches is great. I, I wonder if you or Zach sort of have got 
any kind of idea of the uh, of how you'd measure the impact of the the change management efforts. So so you, you talked about output results, right? Uh, but how do you measure or at least go about framing the measurements for impacting uh, change management on the organization's data landscape? I do go back to, again, what is your leadership trying to achieve and try to find metrics that are going to align with that? So that way you can tell a really good story around how you're contributing to the overall goals of the, you know, your individual organization. So the things to keep in mind, the financial ones, I think, are a bit easier to identify. Right. Yes. But in many data efforts, you have an indirect financial impact. And many benefits may be qualitative rather than the dollar amount, so which can make reporting a little bit challenging. <laughs> so my approach is to find those measures that align with leadership. And I think about what are the number of data-driven decisions leaders are able to make? Have we been able to increase that? Have we increased data literacy? Have we increased the quality of the information? And I really think that you should track your indirect dollar contributions assist in these large dollar savings or efficiency efforts because they count it in sports, right? There's right. a reason. You don't always have to be the one scoring the goal. If right. you're able to show that you are, you know, helping drive these amazing initiatives across all these different support areas, you have this wonderful story to show, look at the magnitude of the work we do and the process efficiencies that come out of it and being able to provide analytics faster so leadership can make those data-driven decisions. I think that's really the ultimate goal of every data area. And I'm sure Zach has some wonderful feedback because the HR analytics team has put a lot of great initiatives in place and really helped support the credit union. Yeah, I think to, to, to add to what, you know, what Katie was saying is, is, you know, I mean, some of those metrics are really hard to, to you know, to quantify. To dig out. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. The most common thing I think we probably see in, in, in data governance and data management is like completeness, but that always does, you know, like how many systems, you know, what percentage of your applications are, you know, how we have the appropriate metadata that we want and how many of them have, you know, the libraries and glossaries and all the things that, uh, you know that that we we know we need to capture. You know, but but again, to like Katie's point, the challenge is not necessarily completeness is not always the best metrics to actually measure what's you know what the benefit of this is. I mean, I think probably um, when you know the analytics team, we've always that's been point of you know very uh, focal point of ours is is to make sure that we've got our, our data protected because it's always been it's always a big thing. You know, obviously you want to protect sure. your member data. Your customer data like that's yeah. that's a given but it's also but within an organization you know it's we've worked uh, really hard um, you know at, at building the culture that navy federals had and it can be very you can you can ruin that very quickly if all of a sudden somebody finds you know a report that's got everybody's salary and all this and <laughs> it got leaked got or yeah. got you know, open and anybody can do it. So it's very quick. You know, it's very important that uh, that we do those uh, least restrictive permissions so that people can only, you know, they can have ac easy access to the things they need to do their job, but also how, you know, like, but not get anything that they don't need. Um, and particularly the HR space, that's very important. And uh, and with the the governance and in the way we set up our our data infrastructure, it was really. Um, really quick during the pandemic i mean a lot of revealed a lot of things 
and I, but I can vividly remember because we had had we'd had very uh, strict controls over the way we could produce reports. You know, with right. with data level and, and uh, security, with column level, row level security, we could customize exactly who could see what. So we had all that infrastructure ready to go, and like we didn't know obviously what was going to happen, but we were able to provide reports incredibly quickly because that infrastructure was there because we did emphasize those things i mean that was part of i mean that was part of the dna of the hr analytics team it was always uh, and it's it's interesting we've got you know uh, people from finance like katie and uh, and others on my team but i've also got uh, members of the team from healthcare um, that have been working with HIPAA data and all this. And so they're, you know, that's part of what they do. They, you know, how we control and manage and, and keep sensitive data uh, secure is just part of what they do. And I've also got, you know, I've even got uh, a manager from the, the airline industry. So like these are always high data volume, high, you know, data security right. uh, industries. And so it's, we've all kind of mixed up here. And so it's really an interesting um, place to work. I love, love working with the team I've got, but we've got, um, but that's, you know, we were able to launch some of these these products, these data products so quickly because of the investment we had in those infrastructure. And, you know, and again, it's uh, it always feels like, you know, the challenges is the, you know, a lot of this data management feels like overhead. Like it feels right. like it's it, things that get in the way of work. But, you know, once you once you embed them into the, the way you actually do, like it becomes part of the process, like Katie was saying, like the goal is, is to make data governance, data management just part of what you do when you get a new application you don't even think twice like hey i got to talk to the records retention people to make sure that the application that we're we're considering has all the features that we want has the ability to securely transmit data has the ability to you know to uh, uh segment data and have the user access control so we don't have to rebuild those for a new system like those are you know can we leverage things that already exist that's you know that's the key and, and it speeds up adoption we're much more agile i think that's the key to good data management makes you more nimble and agile and we you know and, and those that didn't have it probably couldn't roll out products or products they rolled out may not have been as secure as they wanted and you know and that's what i that's what i fear is people didn't do it right and they just put something out there and we may find out later you know some of the consequences of that what a phenomenal job that you're doing so on behalf of the cu magazine i'd like to thank you both for your time today thank yeah, you thank you robert